G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 543 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or just send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Yeah, it's a bit of a different episode we've got today. It's uh, I'm all caught up with the questions now, and a couple of them I just, you know, fixed up via email. And so this morning I'm, you know, moseying on around thinking, geez, what am I going to put into, you know, I've got time for an episode tonight, what what am I going to do? And I thought, well, maybe one of you fine people will send me through a question, if not, what's plan B? And it turns out no one sent me through a question today, so that went to plan B. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a video call with uh, um, an athlete, um, Lachlan, who has a YouTube channel, and which I'll post a, he, a link to his YouTube channel in the little show notes here. But we he just finished doing Ironman Australia, and he we did, we did a video call, and he recorded the um, video call, and I I asked him well originally he. It's worth having a look at his YouTube um, videos because he was posting them once a week and it was all about his training and he said uh, originally, do you mind if I post um, information about the training that we've been doing? And I said, go for it, you can post whatever you like. And it goes back to, I was in a similar boat myself um, years back when I was um, I had Alan Pittman as my coach and I had a website that was doing all right at the time. And I said to him, mate, can, do you mind if I put... Um, if I blog about our training we're doing, he gives a go for it. Um, he said one thing that he's learned over the years is you can give all the information in the world, you can show people the correct way to train. Just because they see it and they read it and they go, oh, yeah, that's good, doesn't mean they're going to do it themselves. He goes, most people will not because they're always looking for the, you know, the next best thing or they're looking for a, a, an easier way or a, a faster way or a, you know they can't be it what do we got so it, it never bothered him me posting all the tra- um, training we did together and I've always had the mindset too you know when I was the moment I started coaching that you know athletes that would um, post a lot of their information on social media they'll be snapping um, screenshots of their their actual structured sessions or there would be but you know posting all the information in the world on Strava never bothered me at all I'm, I'm more than happy for athletes to do that and so he, with these videos you can actually see how we structured his training weeks and what and he he's very honest with what working what didn't work and you know all that sort of stuff right through anyway this video is just um he we, we go through his race we do, we have a bit of a chat and i thought just you know this morning may may be all right for the podcast as well so i asked him can i share it and he said he was all good with that so here's the here's the video call um just for something different hope you guys enjoy but now i wanted to just do a quick chat um do a bit of a race debrief maybe after um yeah. first time in and then we can sort of chat about i mean we haven't really spoken about what would be next as far as picking out some races or um what we should sort of prioritize as goals and things like that so i just wanted to have a quick chat and sort of see where we should head um yes. but as far as far as the race i was pretty happy with 10 hours 22 minutes um it wasn't really how I expected to get to 10 hours and 22. Um, it was sort of struggled a bit in the swim and the bike, but then the run was stronger than I was expecting. So that was, that was funny how that all played out. But it was good to end on a good note, I think. 
Yeah, the run was um, stronger from um, than I thought as well. When mm. when I when I started because I was following throughout the day, yeah. And when I'm seeing these um, splits at four forty five, at first I'm thinking, God, he's gone out Panic. too fast. We had these conversations, <laughs> yeah. and, and then they kept going four forty five, four forty five, four forty five, four forty five, and I'm thinking, well, he's holding it, and mm. and then we get to twenty miles, and yeah, we start seeing a bit of um. Uh, a pace fade, but mm. only slightly. Mm. And I'm thinking he's going to hold this pace here, and we did not yeah. train for that pace whatsoever. No, and, no, that's the funny thing. And um, you nailed it. Yeah. No, we spent like really we spent very little time holding 4:45 pace. Like it was always either five to 5:15 in the long runs, and then you know if we were doing like medium efforts, that was like 4:30s to 4:40s. But they're only short yeah. intervals, so it was interesting. Yeah, that I was able to hold hold that yeah. for so long um and i think because i had a bit of a weaker bike um where i couldn't push the power i wanted to push my legs were pretty fresh coming off that um and i probably hadn't tested myself in a long run for quite a while either like they're all all those 32ks where i'm holding five to five thirty pace it's all very comfortable i knew i was doing that easily so i hadn't had a chance for quite a while to actually you know let the reins off and just go as hard as i could so that was that was really fun um and the key remember- the key the key part was you were mm. very, very consistent with not only your whole training, but those long runs, very, mm. very consistent mm-hmm. week in, week out. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easily, it's not that mentally easy to make them consistent week yeah, in, week yeah, out. Yeah. But, you, but you found a way, which definitely paid, yeah. paid yeah, dividends yeah. on race day. I think the fact that, you know, it was probably three out of four weeks we were doing a 32K long run um, yeah. for like the last 12 weeks. So that certainly, certainly helped out. I think that's, I sort of mentioned it in my um, race recap video. It was like I felt like I, my run is really strong now. Like I don't have an issue covering that kind of distance because we've done so many, um, you know, longer runs quite consistently. Um, but I felt like it was interesting when I was running at that pace, um, it wasn't like my heart rate was through the roof and there was almost no pain in my legs, but it still felt like I couldn't go any faster, which yes. is sort of strange how – how I felt that way um, because I thought, you know, your cards would hold you back or your quads would be dead after the bike, but it was more just I didn't have any more speed in my legs um, rather than, I don't know, lactic acid holding me back or lack of aerobic fitness holding me back. Um, so yeah. I think that just goes to show the, the benefits of so many 32K long runs. Getting yeah, yeah, and a, a lot of the miles too were at a lower intensity, which mm. – you saw the benefits of that. Yeah, you, you. I, mm. I mentioned in the um, feedback of the bike and the run that your mm-hmm. aer- aerobic capacity is A plus on both mm-hmm. of them. It, it, yeah. We don't see that too often. Um, where mm-hmm. a lot of athletes um, aren't that a, is nowhere near as efficient uh, mm-hmm. for that aerobic capacity as they could or definitely should be. But you, you mm-hmm. definitely showed. Um, a plus for both yeah. a, a yeah. bike and run for your aerobic capacity was really really good. Yeah, and you and what you've done is build a, a spectacular foundation on what you can mm-hmm. build upon now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly right. It's funny. I think we trained very specifically for Ironman. Like I've, I had that very specific long aerobic fitness. I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks before the race who's a bit of a runner as well, and I said, I mean such a specific Ironman shape that like my marathon pace wouldn't be too different to my 10k pace at the moment because I'm just so aerobically in shape and haven't done much threshold work it's all been yeah good long moderate miles which works obviously it worked really well for Ironman because honestly I 
yeah, that marathon wasn't very painful at all. Like it felt like it was as fast as I could go, but I wasn't in agony at any stage. It was, it was all fun. Nice. So, and, and what was that? There was, um, what was the finish? There was like a thousand people or oh, 800, but yeah. it was, and you, and you were the, one of the lucky ones that didn't get that pain in the, in the, yeah, legs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got to, I got to really lap it up. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very... Most of them were dying, but, but you, <laughs> yeah, you did well. Yeah. No, it was a very, very good day. Um, but yeah, I suppose one thing I'm thinking of is, okay, well, what races should we do next? But probably the thing to ask first is, okay, well, what kind of goals should we set? And then we can plan a race schedule around that. Um, so, so I, like, where the, do you the, think the, we could the, go? I, I think Kona. Yeah. That, 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 that's the, that's the, the thing that sticks out at me mm-hmm. that you could, you could, in um, a year or so, being you, well, you you were in the, the training you were doing leading into this was that of a Kona qualifier, mm-hmm. uh, and and we could see by looking at the the um, the data that's come off those sessions that mm-hmm. we're in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so that that's it. I don't know. That's. I don't know if if Kona is what yes. you want, but that, yeah. but that from from my point of view, that that's definitely achievable yeah. um, over over the next year. Like yeah. so, if you picked, let's say we use this uh, same race again. Let's say you pick um, Ironman Australia, yeah, yeah, um, and give you give yourself that full year. That, that being in that a closer ballpark to. Mm. Um, obviously, you've got no say on who turns up in your age group, mm-hmm. and, yeah, 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 and of and course. everything like that. But you you would be in the mm-hmm. conversation for for yep. Kona in a, in a year's time. Now, I agree. I think that's probably where my mind was at. Was if we can set a twelve month goal to get a Kona qualification, that's probably um probably what I was hoping for as well. Um, and yeah, I think the the guy who won my age group was about forty minutes faster. But I think. You know, we've only been working together for the best part of six months now. And yeah. With another 12 months of consistent training, um, I'd like to think we can make plenty more improvements. I mean, if you look at where we started to where we are now. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, huge. In terms of that aerobic, aerobic build yeah, at least. Um, it, so in your age group, I would I don't know how many slots there would be. I would guess there'd one. be only the one slot in your age group. So you definitely have to win it. You want to win um, it, yep. Where, whereas I'm in Cairns, there's going to be probably two, three slots. Okay. But having said that, it's I think it's achievable that you could, that mm-hmm. you could go into there with the goal to win your age group. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to take. Um, we've got to improve the swim. We've got to get that to Definitely. an hour or better. Yeah. Um, so we've got to. I. You can easily take. Um, I think within a year, you could easily take that thirty minutes off the bike. Mm-hmm. Um. And and on that run, um, I you can definitely improve the run. Um, yeah, of course. But uh, because because you've just shown that you tra- training for a three thirty, you can do a two a three twenty four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, yeah, I think I think um, uh, the swim and the bike are certainly the easiest places. I think for us to pick up time. Um, and then the runs, obviously, yes. I was pretty strong on the runs. So we, that'll improve, no doubt. But I think prioritising the bike, like you said, if we can take half an hour off the bike in 12 months, um, I think that that's something I'd really like to work on. And then the swim, yeah, if we can get that down to an hour. So 
One thing in the swim I noticed was, to, I sort of mentioned it in my race recap, like two and a half to three K felt like that's the kind of swim shape I was in. And beyond that, I was at the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to get out of the water really quickly yeah. here now. Like, yeah, I was, I was ready to get on the bike because I was getting pretty sick of being out there. It was just my form deteriorated quite poorly um, in the last sort of 1500 of that swim. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think that's one thing we can work on. Well, um, there's a, a pretty well-known coach, Alan Cousins, posted on Twitter just mm-hmm. very recently that if, you, if you're a serious swimmer, you need to be doing 7K swim sessions. And there's, yeah, there's yeah. A, a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. Though the only downside to doing 7K swim sessions is that time commitment uh, yeah. to get into the water regularly. Mm-hmm. But uh, with, some, techni- with uh, some focus on technique mm-hmm. and, um, and just miles um, and, and work on mobility as well, um, maybe if there's um, like a swim squad locally you can yep. jump yep. in with, you, you'll okay. probably see improvements on, on that alone, just jumping in yep. with, a, with a squad and then focus on technique and just get those miles in as well mm-hmm. will we'll go a long way. Yep. No, I think that's um, certainly a priority. And then as far as the right, I actually just sent a few questions in for your podcast, actually, in terms of swim and bike and run. Um, so I don't want to step on too many of the questions I've already asked you because I'll let you discuss yeah. that in your, in your <laughs> podcast. But with the bike, I was thinking, I mean, the biggest issue I had was staying aero for that, like, the five and a half hours. I had serious cramps down my back. And I think it was just the fact that I hadn't been super strict with it in training so if it was hurting in training i'd just get up and lean back yeah so that's the thing when we're in training we'll get a slight little hill or whatever exactly. or we can sit yep. up and pedal for a while there's a traffic light coming up so we can just well in race day we're mm-hmm. locked into that position constantly mm-hmm. and so you haven't got that concept that that relief but there are some strength exercises you can you can do to help but um, okay. so just strengthen those areas mm-hmm. up so we can definitely incorporate them and right. it's, it's time in the it's time in that position but also um supplementing it with uh, with a few different right. stretchings and um, okay. strength exercises yep okay i'm looking forward to um getting back into some more strength stuff in the gym i think we were at two days a week there for a while and i think that was working quite well so yeah um, something like that would would be quite good in the next next sort of blocks um but yeah okay so if we're looking at say let's say kona in 12 months is a bit of a goal at least to work towards um as far as setting up races should i be looking at 70.3s or you know should i be looking at doing some more longer stuff shorter sprint sprint distance stuff um how do you think we should go about putting together some more races yeah, so yeah, it would be nice to do one or two 70.3s leading in that um, 16, 20 weeks leading into mm-hmm. um, the Ironman, <clears throat> excuse me, with no expectations for them. So, mm. <clears throat> excuse me. So, we're, chances are we're probably not going to taper for them. Uh, we yeah. might do a bit of resting, mm-hmm. but we may we may do nowhere near oh, as much rest as a lot of other people would expect. Yeah. So, so there'd be just a training day, but it would be just a good blowout. Um, mm-hmm. Sprint distances in that six months leading into an Ironman, I don't see a lot of value in mm-hmm. unless yeah. you're dead set on wanting to support your local tri club or right, right. just purely you, you want that mental break and have, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but Olympic distances are, are, are okay. 
as mm-hmm. as of um, you know, we're talking twelve months ahead, but mm. we're not just spending all winter training for an Ironman. We're we're, right. we're working on that. We're working on other things. We're um, we're trying. We're just trying to stay healthy throughout winter. Trying yeah. to stay fit. But yeah. we're working on some weaknesses. We we want to yeah, have okay. fun during winter because they're the hardest months to train. Yeah, true. And then because once the training starts for Ironman, you you want to be mentally fresh. You don't want to be so mentally fatigued. Thinking, geez, I've mm. been grinding at this for six months now, and mm-hmm. and now I've got another six months of this. So mm. it try. So the next six months, so to speak, would have to be um, targeting those bike swims, but. Mm-hmm. But the goal would have to be fun and yeah. to to make it um, fun. So whether you pick a, a particular day or two days or whatever that you want to mm-hmm. ride with a, a fast local group, yeah, yeah, just to blow just to blow the cobwebs out each, each yeah. show. and you know shoot, training with others, you know half the suffering mm-hmm. shared them. So yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's really good if um. I can have some time to sort of do some more fun stuff, run with friends, bike with friends, do some, um, you know, some chari- uh, like charity events or some fundraising, yeah, yeah. things like that, especially some with local YouTube park runs well. or yeah, 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 stuff like that. Um, yeah, some more workouts where I can make a YouTube video out of it. That's going to be great fun and stuff like that. So that'd Absolutely. be a really good way, I think, to, to go through winter as well as still working on, you know, we want to drop time off the bike, improve the swim a bit. And then the run, it, you know, we still want to improve, I guess. I th- yeah, yeah. Fo- focusing, um, bringing the, especially the long run, we'll bring that down to about two hours. Mm-hmm. But the, but the, we'll try and work on a bit of bit of speed or whatever, mm-hmm. shorter distance. But mm-hmm. it, I think the mostly, I think that run's going to take care of itself mm-hmm. um, by just staying consistent and j- just being yeah. a little strategic with. Um, how we structure the block, but for the most part, yep. I think that run will take care of itself. It'd yep. be the the main focus will be um, that that bike and just and swim. Yep. Well, I think in a way we kind of know what works for a long run for me now. You know, yeah. Obviously, we don't have too many too many data points, but that consistent, you know, twelve to sixteen weeks of you know thirty two k runs, um, quite regularly, that obviously worked quite well running off the bike. So. Yeah, we can kind of put that on the shelf, and then let's focus on improving that swim and bike. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the tw- um, tw- twenty mile runs for twenty weeks leading into an Ironman. Okay. for you, yeah. but for yourself, we um, we did it three three weeks in a row, and then the week, then we do a week where it'd be just a plain two hours. But we two hours, did so. two 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 hour run weeks that yeah yeah that week but so the, we kept the volume that was a good one i do, I do remember those the recovery weeks the two two hour runs that was <laughs> yeah <really> great yeah <laughs> no but it works i think that works for me like i actually felt like high volume was was working quite well and if anything i'm more than happy to increase the volume again like that i certainly wasn't having any issues even on the peak busiest um biggest weeks i still felt like we could do more so i'm certainly happy to to ramp the volume up again yeah, it's one of one of those things where some some athletes um, struggle more times than not they'll struggle mentally or they'll mm. ramp up too hard. But mm-hmm. it, as I said in our last video, if when we first started, there'd be no way that I thought we were going to be able to put that sort of volume together, and mm. th- mm-hmm. that that we did. 
but you were you were absorbing the volume yeah. very well. You're recovering through the volume, and you mm-hmm. were loving the intensity that we yeah, kept throwing yeah. at it. And so we, we had to change directions because we knew you were able to handle that volume. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But so there'd be generally for most athletes, I wouldn't jump straight up to that sort of volume. Mm-hmm. That'd mm-hmm. be a very slow process. But you, you, your body loved it. Yeah, no, it was it was great. I was I was really loving, and it, all the weeks over twenty hours, they were my favorite weeks because they were yeah, just get up, train, go to bed, train. It was awesome. So, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a great lifestyle. I, I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. It's something you said in your podcast. Um, one of the ones I was listening to recently, where you're most happy just doing your day to day routine. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's me to a T. Yep, that's that's awesome. That's exactly yeah, how it, I feel about it too. Yeah, as soon as my routines change slightly, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably not a nice person to be around. I, <laughs> my head starts eating mm-hmm. itself. And I, oh, oh, yeah. Man, all I want to do is maybe, I just want to go to work on the days I'm supposed to work. I just want to go mm-hmm. home. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm the most happiest whenever you, I'm That's also right. happy when the nights are winning, but then they're, <laughs> they're not at the moment. Yeah. No, it was um those days off we had in the lead up to Ironman were pretty brutal. I was yeah almost went insane going. You know, <laughs> I think we did like 150 days or so straight, and then a full day off. That was, was a bit of a shock, but no, it's um it's very good. And yeah, so as far as races, I was I had my eye on Sunshine Coast 70.3, which is in September. Um, yeah, so I'm quite tempted to sign up for that one, which I think. I don't know how many months away that is. It must be four months now. Um, yeah. Which I thought would be a sort of a good halfway point. It gives us a chance to um, break it up a bit. And then as far as other races, I don't know. Some people have mentioned Husky and I think that's February um, or some other ones like that, Challenge Shepparton, or there's plenty down south, 70.3s at the start of the year, but I'm not yeah, too hell sure. Yeah, Hell of the North is always, True. always yeah. a good um, hit out. And um, you you've got Coles Bay half. That's mm-hmm. that's just a, a beautiful location, and um, yeah, some nice right. You got. I'm, I'll be doing um, seventy point three Tassie and uh, yeah, yeah. and I'll do yeah. Coles Bay half. That's yeah. my my list for next year. But there's, yeah, uh, there's races. Yeah, no, I pretty much, I was talking to a friend the other day and they said, oh, what races are you going to do next? And I said, if money wasn't an issue, I would do every race on the calendar next because <laughs> yeah. so much fun. But that, that's probably one thing I would ask is, um, is there a, what's the optimal number of races? Let's say money wasn't an issue. Which races do you think we should do in the lead up? Say we want to qualify for Kona in 12 months. Um, if money so, wasn't an issue, if I could go anywhere, what, how would we sort of structure, structure that? Oh, I like these sort of <laughs> questions. Um, the, so I would three, exactly three weeks out, I'd put a half Ironman there okay. and I'd probably start there with three weeks, maybe two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and I'd start and I'd use that as the kickoff to taper into Ironman. Yep. Um, but I wouldn't be resting too much for that. That mm-hmm. would be, that'd be like the peak uh, of the, yeah. Cause you, you don't want to be putting a whole lot of rest in doing a 70.3 then mm. then recovering from that up and down. You know, yeah. yeah it'd be too the volume would take a hit mm-hmm. um so i'd probably probably do a half ironman about two three weeks out mm-hmm. uh, probably again for yourself 12 weeks out another one at 16 weeks out and that's probably mm-hmm. where i i would leave it and maybe consider doing a marathon about that six months out Six months, okay. 
another question I had would be, um, is it worthwhile doing an Ironman between, let's say we have an A race in 12 months from now, would it be worthwhile doing an Ironman six months from now? Or is that yeah, too much yeah, of a cost? So you could, uh, well, uh, not not physically. Um, physically, it's fine. Okay. That, that's yeah, what physically, I yeah. Um, mentally, you, you handled what we just did fine. Mm. Um, so I don't see that being an issue. Um, as long as it, it's within budget, just something like yeah. Ironman Western Australia would be a, yeah. a nice hit out. The only mm-hmm. downside to Ironman Western Australia is it's just a super flat course. So you're mm. in that aero position mm-hmm. for the entire ride. Yeah, yeah, which could yeah. be good for us, I guess, because yeah, that, was, yeah. that was sort of a limiting factor at, in um, Port Macquarie, yeah. Yeah, so that would be that's the only downside to to um, Busso is, hard, is yeah. just how flat that it, it it turns me away from it because of how flat yeah. the the course yeah. is. <laughs> but yeah. um, but but doing Busso, um, recovering from Busso, what do you, what would you have then? About five months leading into Port Macquarie. Right. So that also yeah. all that's good, all that's doable. That gives mm. you another Ironman of experience. Um, Alan Pittman would always say you need 10 Ironman finishes shirts before you can race yeah, an Ironman. I've heard that. And so yeah. there is a fair bit of truth to that. So mm-hmm. to get the experience, I actually like that a little bit better. So, so I would scrap that uh, marathon out of the way six months prior and I'd yeah. do, do the, the Ironman. <laughs> Iron yeah. Yep. yeah, no, I think I think there is a lot to learn from doing an Ironman. I mean, my knowledge of Ironmans now versus two weeks ago is way more just from just from one race experience. So. Yeah, I think you're you're exactly right. Where the more finisher shirts you can get, the the more you're actually going to be able to really race an Ironman. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but no, I think that's that's pretty much it as far as the points I wanted to address. It was just okay. Well, what kind of goals should we be setting? I mean, I sort of thought Kona as a default goal. Um, I think that's a perfect 12, 12 to twenty four months, ideally twelve months. Um, and then we can look beyond that as well because yeah, certainly really enjoying triathlon. Uh, yeah, it's loads of fun, and um, I, I, I think it's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely achievable to put yourself um, f- physically um, in a position to win your age group. I think that's mm-hmm. that's doable without knowing who's going to race and how everyone's going to race. You never know, but, you know, but, but, but you're in a position. Yeah, yeah, you, but you will be in a position to win it. That that, mm-hmm. that would be a twelve month goal, and I think Good that's very month. doable. Yeah, perfect. I think that's uh, where we'll work on. That's what we'll work towards going forwards. Sounds good, mate. Brilliant. All right. Thanks for the catch-up. I'll let you get back to your Saturday and run around like you always do, I can imagine. Yeah, I've got to pick my daughter up now. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for that. I'm looking forward to getting back to some training, so I'll talk to you again soon. Right, man. Catch you later. Cheers.